0: Hello and welcome to Infinite Possibilities Abound. I'm your host, Debbie Waisner. The first topic for today is FOMO, or fear of missing out. FOMO is an idea of feeling a perception that others are doing better than you are, are having more fun, have more friends, or having better experiences than you are. It's a deep sense of envy and poor self-esteem. Now, fear of missing out isn't anything new, but in today's world, with media and social media, FOMO has become more obvious. And what you're doing, if you have this fear of missing out, is comparing your life to the highlights of somebody else's life. Your sense of what is normal gets skewed, and with social media, there seems to be a competition for bragging about anything and everything. One of the first things you need to do is stop comparing yourself to others. That's a foolish game. Don't be so concerned about what others are doing or how they're doing it. Looking at the highlights of somebody's life doesn't truly define their life in its entirety. Reduce the time you spend on social media. I personally don't do any social media. For me, It's a waste of time and energy unless somebody is calling my attention to something that I have an interest in. The second thing you can do is to change your focus because in the comparison you're doing, you're noticing your lack. Concentrate and notice what you have. Support the people who are supportive of you. Avoid those who tend to brag too much. Make modifications in your feeds. And concentrate on those things that make you feel better and that make you feel good about yourself. Next, make plans with a good friend or with family. Create a group outing. Meet up with people in person. Studies show that gratitude journaling can have a positive impact. Raise your spirits and may enhance your life. Think about what's good and right in your life and write it down. Tell those that you like, admire, and know what you appreciate about them. This lifts your spirits as well as those other individuals. Fear of missing out can happen in almost any walk of life. So remember the following ideas. Focus on what you have. Focus on gratitude. And seek out real-life connections to others. Do you like cinnamon? I love cinnamon. I love the smell. I love the flavor. Did you know that there are two types of cinnamon? Ceylon cinnamon comes from Sri Lanka, India, Madagascar, Brazil, and the Caribbean. The other type of cinnamon is known as cassia, and it normally comes from Indonesia, China, Vietnam, Japan, and Korea. Cinnamon is one of the most popular and oldest spices and has been used for thousands of years for both its flavoring capabilities and its medicinal qualities. Ceylon cinnamon has a sweeter lighter flavor profile and is a little bit less harsh in flavor. Ceylon cinnamon is normally referred to as the true cinnamon. The major difference between Ceylon and Cassia has a higher level of coumarin in the spice. So if you're on blood thinners, you want to avoid Cassia and look for true Ceylon cinnamon. Both types of cinnamon are excellent sources for manganese, which is an important enzyme activator for building healthy bones and for fat and carbohydrate metabolism. They're both good sources for calcium, fiber, and iron. My recommendation for buying any spice is to do certified organic wherever possible. Now, there are a variety of reasons to include cinnamon into your diet. Cinnamon has been shown to lower blood sugar levels. Now, this is particularly helpful for people who have diabetes type 2. The apparent mechanism, it does this by improving the ability to respond to insulin. One of the ways it does this is by slowing the rate at which the stomach empties after eating. Research shows cinnamon can boost memory and protect the brain, as well as improve digestion. Studies also show cinnamon fights bacteria and fungus and helps to support the immune system. Cinnamon is very helpful in supporting healthy blood clotting. It acts to thin the blood and prevent unwanted clumping of blood cells and blood platelets. And so if you're on blood thinners, you want to be aware of this and take precautions not to overdo the use of cinnamon. Research has shown that one gram, which is about a third of a teaspoon of cinnamon a day, can make improvements to how your body functions. Again, I would recommend that you go to pubmed.gov and do some of your own research. You know that your skin is your immune system's first line of defense. Your skin is a physical barrier that keeps harmful organisms, toxins, poisons, and chemicals from gaining access into your body. We all want healthy skin, and most of us would like it to look good, there's a huge problem with the vast majority of skincare products that are used by both men and women and children. Most people assume they're safe. Unfortunately, that's not the case with most products. The Environmental Working Group has documented the chemicals that are being used by cosmetic companies, by skincare companies. The regulatory statutes in the United States are very accommodating to the chemical and skincare industries, but don't place as much importance on your health as those companies' profits. Over seventy-five chemicals used in skincare industry are linked to serious problems, including reproductive system harm and cancer. And I've talked about endocrine disruptors in the past episodes. There are over two hundred ingredients in use today in the good old US of A that could wreck your hormones. It appears that Europe cares more about their people than the United States regulatory system does. Over 40 countries have banned more than 1,300 ingredients, chemicals, from use in cosmetic products. The United States has banned 11. So when you pick up a skin care product, here's some things you want to avoid. Any form of paraben, propyl paraben, may wreak havoc on your hormones. One that I avoid as much as possible is when it says fragrance. It could be any of 3,000 chemicals to give you that fragrance, many of which cause allergies or hormone disruptors, and some are carcinogens. When you look at the label, you want to avoid anything that has floral listed. That's spelled F L U O R O and PEG polyethylene glycol. Both these types of chemicals have been linked to cancer, liver damage, thyroid problems, and immune problems. Another chemical to avoid is octanate, which is a acts as a UV filter that has hormone mimicking effects and may be easily absorbed through the skin and disrupt your hormones. This is another place where you want to go with with USDA certified organic products if at all possible. Do you have control over your phone and internet usage or does your phone control you? Are you like Pavlov's dog? that when you get a notification or the bell rings you have to check out what's going on in case you're one of those who is being controlled by by big tech and big media to hijack and control your brain so the first thing you want to do is get control of your phone and desktop applications so if you're one of those people who cannot hold a conversation because their phone keeps getting notifications, then you might want to consider changing those applications and how notifications are given to you. But it's pretty easy to fix. Go to the main settings application, scroll down and find the offending application, open it up and turn them off. Most people will say, oh, we don't want to be out of touch. But you're not going to be out of touch. You're going to be able to hold a conversation with family and friends anywhere that you're at. On your computer, you might want to stop using Chrome. I personally use Firefox and have been checking out Brave. And on my Apple Mac, I use Safari. When you change browsers, your ad stream will basically disappear. Now this takes a bit of time to do, but it's not hard and it's worth the effort. Now, as far as the search engine is concerned, I've been using DuckDuckGo for many years. I got tired of Google following me around the internet and then popping up ads for things that I had looked at. Now, there may be an instance where that's helpful, but most of the time I find it just downright creepy. Now, one Google search engine I do like is Google Scholar, and I will use that on occasion. But I find that I get better results with DuckDuckGo and they don't track you or sell your information. Now I have some videos up on YouTube and I follow several people on YouTube and who can resist a cat video. But I am trying to break this particular small habit and I'm checking out Rumble and Odyssey. And while I don't use Google Home or Amazon Alexa because I find them creepy too, I don't know who's listening. And when you ask a question and expect an answer, something or someone is listening. I don't do Twitter. I've heard from people that Gab and Gitter are fairly good, but I have no experience with them. While I have a Facebook page, I haven't been on it in years. So my suggestion to you is to stop using Facebook or delete your page, but Facebook or as it's now known, meta, is a complete disaster where privacy is concerned. And while I don't watch much news, because the news media is corrupt, they're bought and paid for, and under the thumb of government, I do like epic times, and I love them because they report actual facts, and they tell the truth, which is a novel idea in today's world. Some of my friends have mentioned Real Clear Politics as a source they use. And recently I dropped cable, which is going to save me a lot of money over time. And so I'm doing a little streaming and a little over the air television. My best suggestion is for you to start reading books. Take all of these things together and you're going to retrain your attention span away from from the manipulation and corruption that big tech has fostered and imposed upon us. One of the big problems that we have here on earth is the condition of our water. It's mostly lifeless and dead, filled with poisons, toxins, drugs, pesticides, herbicides, and chemicals of all sorts. Is it any wonder when you look around the world that there is that people are tired, lethargic, overweight, and don't feel well? I picked up a book I read several years ago called Dancing with Water, and it reminded me how vital water is to all life on earth. But how humanity treats water is a disgrace. As I was rereading the book, an idea for a poem came into my head and I started writing. And I want to share that poem with you now. Water, crystal clear and bright, loves to be free, to roam, rumble, stumble, swirl and spin, gathering sound, light, and materials vital for life. Water yearns to be free, to flow through creeks, rivers, streams, carving underground caverns, deepening the path from high atop mountains through the countryside and forests, meandering the twists and turns, becoming one with the energies of the earth. Nature favors curves, spirals, and spin. Water embraces the harmonies of nature, sun-kissed to reach its highest vibrational state. In this form, water supports life on earth, able to offer a refreshing drink to all, It charts a course through all life, allows cells to dump toxins and waste, to restore harmony in each being. Water caged is lifeless and weak, nowhere to run, no energy, harmony, or vitality to gain. Stuck in containers or pipes, stagnant water reveals problems which it cannot solve. It's filled with discordant harmonies, poisons and toxins, unable to deliver a refreshing drink. Water cannot give what it does not have. Water today may look clear and bright. Its bonds are weak, easily broken, unable to deliver what life requires. Water loves to be free, to move, rumble, swirl, and spin. Collect the harmonies of Earth, sunbeams of each day, to become the nourishing vibrational life force, to sustain life on Earth. Water yearns to be free and move about. I hope your day is going well. Mine is, except for that it's oppressively hot outside. The last time I checked, it was 99 degrees with a heat index of 110. So that's oppressively hot, at least for me. I did some work first thing this morning outside. When I asked how you're feeling, it's because when I see people in the stores or out for a walk sometimes, many people look lost, dismayed, unsure. And of course, that's my interpretation. But it got me wondering if People have constructed a prison around themselves. In talking with some friends, a lot of them don't know any of their neighbors. So sometimes it feels to me like they've built massive walls with razor wire on top or iron gates with locks and chains. And they've become a prisoner, maybe only in their head or maybe in their home. Some people look like they're carrying all their baggage and emotional scars with them. They can't release them. They're comfortable in their misery. Here's the thing, you can make a different choice. You can change direction. You can free yourself from the prison you've built. Stone by stone, brick by brick, you can unlock the doors and make a different choice to be free. That's your free will choice. But you have to be aware of your circumstances and surroundings, and how you are acting or reacting to events that surround you. Temptations and pleasures of the world are all around. They can be traps. You know the danger, yet the allure of temptation and pleasure calls you forth. Who's in charge, the flesh or the spirit? See the pattern. Recognize the danger. Change course. Turn away. Replace temptation with anticipation. Make heaven where you are. The universal law of forgiveness basically says that you are mentally mentally healthy to the extent or degree which you can forgive transgressions committed against you. Forgiveness requires that you say goodbye to the past. Forgiveness is a way to end your suffering, to let go of the pain that you carry, and return to a more centered and harmonious life. To forgive is mostly for your own peace of mind, mental and spiritual good. And forgiveness is generally a process that can have several different stages that range from anger, confusion, fear, grief, hate, rage, and sorrow. In my own life, I've forgiven everyone for everything, and I've learned not to let other people's emotions or energies impact me in a negative way. Sometimes I'm better at doing that than at other times. But what happens if you don't choose to forgive? The anger, hurt, resentment, and resistance makes you and those that love you or care about you, as unhappy as you are. You're also more likely to develop some form of illness. The person who suffers most is you when you don't forgive. I read this quote from an unknown author years ago. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping your enemy will die. Choosing not to forgive means you're holding on to the negativity and the pain. You're the one who's giving energy to the past instead of living in the present. Choosing not to forgive reinforces the hurt, the anger, the resentment, and keeps you tied to the person or persons or events and circumstances. If you've suffered another's harsh words or rash actions or thoughtlessness, why would you want to continue suffering the negativity, bitterness, and hurt? Recent research on the brain reveals that when you reinforce a behavior or a thought pattern, the brain quickly builds and deepens this neural pathway. If you continually and repeatedly reinforce anger, hate, bitterness, or any other negative emotions, the brain will strengthen that connection, that pattern. You can choose positive emotions like happiness, joy, love, sharing, and forgiveness. And the brain will strengthen those pathways too. What does the brain do when a circuit or a pathway isn't used much? It dismantles it. The question becomes what energy, emotions, or thoughts do you want the brain to build and strengthen? Understand that forgiveness isn't about the person that hurt you in some manner. Forgiveness releases you and those that care about you from reliving and revisiting the past and pain suffered. Forgiveness heals you. Forgiveness breaks the negative energy bond that existed. Choose to break the negative energy bond. Understand that when you forgive, you could develop a better relationship with that person you forgave or not. You don't have to be their best friend see them again or even like them but you have freed yourself from the negative energy they may still have to deal with the consequences of their actions or maybe they won't forgiveness shows that you are open to change and growth and don't live in the past but move boldly into today the past does not have a future only when you unchain yourself from the negative emotions can you fly free into today. Forgiveness can bring peace and harmony to your life. There's a Hawaiian prayer called Honopono that you can use and incorporate into your life. It goes as follows. I love you. I'm sorry. I'll never leave you again. Please forgive me. Thank you. I want to thank you for joining me today, and I hope you'll come back for next week's episode on Infinite Possibilities Abound. I'm your host, Debbie Waisner. Have a wonderful week, everybody.